Sup, Dad? Welcome to This Dad Reads, a bookish podcast spanning genres and fandoms. I'm your host, Jason, and author George Mann is back on the show to discuss his High Republic Phase 3 novel, The Eye of Darkness. Plus, we're debuting an expanded Last Current Next featuring contributions from the online book community. What is going on, my fandom friends? I hope everyone is doing well out there. I can't believe the year is already winding down. I hope you all have been keeping up with your reading goals. Um, As I mentioned earlier on the show, and as I try to keep, you know, you all updated as I go, I set a reading goal of 60 books this year, and right now I'm sitting at 52 out of 60. So I'm pretty proud of that, I must say. It's been, at times, kind of a rough go of things. (laughs) And I'm honestly considering lowering my goal, maybe by about five next year, Just because, obviously, I want reading to be fun. I don't want it to be stressful. And so sometimes having that number that I'm achieving, it it kind of, it stresses me out in a way that I... I don't, I don't want to have that. I, I want reading to be an enjoyable experience, um, as it should be, and it always is, but sometimes having that number in my mind can kind of mess with me. So I, I'm considering that. I'm considering that. I would love to hear um, where you guys are in your goals for this year, and if you're considering either raising or lowering uh, your book goals. So please let me know about that. <laughs> um, I have got a packed episode today, and I am particularly excited to be joined once again by author George Mann. We are talking about his newest Star Wars book, The Eye of Darkness, which, as most of you probably know, is the very first novel in the High Republic Phase 3, and it is out everywhere in the world right now, today. Um, This episode is coming out on release day, so I'm so excited that it is out in the world. I had the pleasure of reading it, Um, but before we get too much into Eye of Darkness, I, I, I could just start talking about it right away, obviously. But before we do that, I'm really excited to kind of introduce an expansion of my Last Current Next segment. As you all know, I I love to go over my Last Current Next and kind of just track what I'm reading with you guys. Um, And I've had this idea brewing for a while to ask, you know, some of my book community friends to contribute to it. And I hadn't really ever quite pulled it off, but I finally have. I achieved it. I'm so excited. And um, I want this podcast and the show to be a place where we can find connection. And that is the beautiful part about the online book community is just the amazing people who are all literally all over the world who are just trying to find connection and talk about books and things that bring them joy and having, you know, just conversations about not just Star Wars books, but all books in in general from a variety of fandoms and um, genres. And so I'm so stoked that this all worked out. Um, And like I said before, this show is not just mine, but it's ours. I want this show to feel like it's a place where the book community can come together and feel like we're doing something together. So now every month, it's not going to be just me talking about my last current next. I am going to be having submissions from you, my book community friends. And so I asked a couple friends for some submissions on their last current next. So without further ado, here are the community members contributions about their last current next. Hey, Jason, Jay here, aka the Renkel Reading Pit and Jay Manchandart. The last book I read was Star Wars Tales of Light and Life. My current read, thanks to your recommendation, is Red Rising by Pierce Brown, and my next read will be Golden Sun by Pierce Brown, because I'm now obsessed with the series. Thanks! Hi, I'm Christy. And I'm Connor, and we're both from the Book Ascendancy podcast. So my last read book was Most Wanted by Ray Carson. My current reads are Lords of the Sith by Paul S. Kemp and Hurricane Wars by Dia Galazon. And my next read is going to be Iron Flame by Rebecca Yoros. So my last read was Percy Jackson and the Chalice of the Gods by Rick Riordan. My current read is The High Republic, The Eye of Darkness by George Mann. And my next read is going to be Star Wars Death Star by Michael Reeves and Steve Perry. And you can find me at Admiral Reads. And you can find me at Connor's Bookshelf. Thank you so much to my book community friends for sending their last current nexts. Jay, aka the Reading Rancor Pit, and Jay Manchan Art, as he mentioned. He's an awesome Star Wars artist and a book reader, avid book reader. And like he said, I convinced him to read Red Rising. I've converted another howler, so he is full in the Red Rising universe right now. He's he's an awesome artist. He's a good friend, good guy. Please go check him out. Also, huge thanks to Christy and Connor of the Book Ascendancy podcasts. 
These two have been book friends of mine, online friends of mine since the very start of my account. I can't even imagine a Star Wars book community without these two as a part of it. I'm super stoked for their Book Ascendancy podcast that they've recently launched. It's a great time, just two friends talking about books. They talk about other Star Wars media like TV shows. Definitely check out their podcast and all of their socials. I have linked Jay's, Christie's, uh, Connor's, all of their socials and links to their products in the show description. So please go check that out. I guess it's my turn now. So let's jump into my last current next. So the last book that I read was, and get ready for it guys, The Woman in Me by Britney Spears. Yep, I'm jumping on the bandwagon. (laughs) I love me a good pop culture biography. I actually bought this book for my wife for her birthday um, the week that it came out. And uh, right after she finished it, I picked it right up because I am a 90s kid. I was raised in some of my formative years during those early 2000s, late 90s pop world, you know the Britneys of the world, the instincts of the world. So that was always on, that was just on the radio. That was a part of the pop culture at the time. And I am having, you know, kind of obviously who hasn't really followed Britney Spears' career. You kind of have to be living under a rock to like not know what's going on with her. Um, so my wife and I joke that we're, we're team Britney. So <laughs> first of all, I wanted to support her by um, grabbing that book. And, you know, it's, she's had a rough life and a, a crazy journey. And I empathize with her a lot and so no matter what you think about you know her or pop culture biographies um, it to me it was just one of those reads where it was kind of a no-brainer like I just wanted to read it it's in the pop culture conversation especially since my wife read it it's a good way for us to connect and discuss so it was definitely a good time it's not a crazy hard read it's a pretty simplistic one um, you know but it, it was still a good time and uh, like I said I'm team Brittany all the way The current book I'm reading is The Courtship of Princess Leia by David Farland. This was one of the most recent uh, Essential Legends Collections paperbacks to come out recently. I got copies of that last wave sent from my friends at Random House Worlds, and I um, am always reviewing these books for Tatooine Times. It's kind of the way that I keep my toe in Legends. I have not read a lot of Legends books, though I say that, and I've already, I've read almost the entire Essential Legends collection, so I think I'm in the double digits, but I'm currently reading The Courtship of Princess Leia. Full disclosure, I found this book at a used bookstore, like, earlier, way earlier this year, and it's been on my bookshelf, my TBR, for forever, and so I technically have two copies of this book now, and so I am finally motivated to read it. I've wanted to for a long time, but book schedules and other things just kind of got in the way so not too far into that yet but i hear that a lot of people have compared this to princess on the scoundrel and there's some i know there's some strong opinions about um people who love the courtship of princess leia and how it um kind of is a precursor or another version of the princess and the scoundrel so all all things considered i'm excited to read it um though guys in full honesty the cover for this version is not my favorite i'm i'm always going to keep it honest uh, the cover art is very weird <laughs> princess leia looks like she's had a rough day i don't know what's going on with that cover art guys but i'm excited to read the book and the next book i'm going to be reading is another Essential Legends Collection book, Annihilation by Drew Carpishan. I'm excited for this one. I have read a number of books by Drew and uh, kind of chugging away through these next four books in this wave. So that's what I'm going to be reading next and keep an eye out for reviews of The Courtship of Princess Leia and Annihilation very soon on TatooineTimes.com. Hey, Casey, don't worry. I haven't forgotten about the George Mann segment. I know you're particularly excited about this one. I promise that we're getting to it. I just have one more thing I want to talk about, okay? Oh, okay, Casey. He he is understandably so excited to get to the Star Wars segment, as am I, but I just have to talk about one more thing before we get to that. So like I said before, I want this podcast to be a place where the online book community can find connection. And so what better way than to highlight a member of this very community every month? So... I don't really have a name for this segment yet. All I know is I definitely wanted to talk about this person. Um, if you are a part of the High Republic fandom anywhere online, Twitter, Instagram, you're probably aware of this guy and what he does. I'm talking about Q&A props. 
the prop maker, Quentin. Uh, he has an Etsy store where he makes amazing Star Wars props, and he's a huge High Republic fan. He does lightsaber hilts. He recently released the Jedi Vector ship, which I need to get. But the thing that piqued my interest the most, um, he recently did a geode line of products, and I immediately bought those right away. He had a geode collection that includes a bookend, um, like an action figure, and then a magnet. And guys, we all love geode, right? Like I saw these products and I knew I just had to have them. So they, re I recently got them. I featured them on an Instagram post recently. Please go check that out. But Quentin is just the nicest guy. He sent me the sweetest note in the package um, when I got it. And I just want to highlight him and shout him out and just say what an awesome job he is doing in this community. Um, I know some of the authors have like held his, his things before. He was able to talk to the higher public authors this year at Star Wars Celebration. So Quentin, keep it up. You are killing it. And I also have to say that today is a very special day. This episode is out on November 14th and it is Quentin's birthday. So please go to Quentin's Instagram which is Q&A props, or find him on Twitter, X, whatever they're calling it, and wish him a very happy birthday. Quentin, happy birthday, my man. Keep up the awesome work. The community is a better place because you're in it. All right, Casey, it's just about time, but let's just do a double check of everything to make sure that we're good to go to talk to George. So let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back talking with George Mann. And we're back. KC, it's time. Are you ready? <laughs> Me too. So it's always a good day when a new Star Wars book is out in the world. And today's very exciting because like I said before, The Eye of Darkness, which is the first adult novel in the High Republic, Phase 3 is out in the world. I was fortunate enough to receive an early review copy, and my written review is now up at thisdadreads.com, but I also had the privilege of being able to get George Mann back on the show to talk about the book and catch up since the last time we chatted. So roll the tape, Casey. Welcome back to the show, George. How's it going? It's great. Thank you very much for having me again. Great so to be excited. here. Yeah, you're my first official returning guest author on the podcast, so... Wow, Congrats. that's an honor. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers. I want to badge. Right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, obviously excited to have you here as today, uh, Eye of Darkness is out in the world, and we will definitely get to that. But first yeah. of all, since it's been a minute since we've chatted on the show, um, and we met in person actually at San Diego Comic-Con this year, I kind of wanted to just catch up a little bit and see how your summer went. How did those cons go for you? We, we chatted for a couple minutes in person, but since we've been on the show, you've been to Star Wars Celebration, San Diego Comic-Con, and now we're just full into fall, end of the year. So how, how are you doing? Like how And how has I, your year I, gone? I, I, Thank you. I'm great. I'm great. I really am. Um, it's been a whirlwind, you know. Um, like every year, I've been doing San Diego since 2015, um, skipping obviously the COVID years. And um, every year it gets, I, I, I think, it can't get any better. It can't get any bigger. And it does. I always have a, a better, bigger time. I'm busier than ever. Mm. Um, and, you know, this, and Star Wars is a huge part of that, of course. Um, you, know, you mentioned Star Wars Celebration. I mean, that's that's got got to be probably one of the highlights of my entire year. Um, it was just amazing. I mean, the response from the fans. We had you know four thousand, four and a half thousand people in a room there to hear us talk about books and comics, mm -hmm. and that feels like a lifetime achievement. You know, it's like you know <laughs> all these people care about books and they're here yes. to, to talk about them and. You know, and people were like, we were talking about characters' names. We were making announcements about what books were coming. I think that's when we first announced Hive Darkness, actually, isn't it? Mm -hmm. um, and um, and people were screaming in the audience and you know cheering, and it was the atmosphere was just electric. Um, and you know that I, I will never ever forget the the experience. We we did a fan meetup, like cosplayers meetup on the on the night, and. Um, I think it was the Saturday night, and we said, you know, come come meet us outside, kind of six thirty, whatever it was. Um, if anyone's dressed as any of the characters from the High Republic, we'll do. The authors are here. We'll do photo ops, um, and we'd love to meet you. And we kind of we all got together and we came out, and there were like eight or nine people stood there dressed in High Republic 
costumes and they, they looked amazing so we went over and started talking to them and hey this is great you know we're really pleased and um and then they were like oh no 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 like we just stood here over here having a chat you want to be down there <laughs> and we kind of looked around and there was down like this big set of steps like um kind of amphitheater steps and there were about 350 people all dressed so in aerobic costumes all who'd come out to, to to meet us and do photo ops and it was just the most when we were there for like two hours we were just talking to everyone people were bringing us like drawings and postcards and gifts they'd made and we were signing books and taking photos and it was just i i came away from that on a real high because it's it you realize how much this stuff means to people mm. mm-hmm. how much they value what you're doing um which is an amazing boost for as a creator to know you know people care um, sure. and it also it reminds reminds you to take care with it as well and to, to like to put your best work into it because this is going to touch people's lives um, yeah. It's not just throwaway entertainment. Um, and not that I've ever considered it that, but I mean, you know, it's it's <laughs> yeah. just it's. And I, I really haven't, you know. I'm I'm a huge fan myself, so um, I see it as a real honor and privilege to to write Star Wars. But um, yeah, it's just it was it was. I say it kind of a, a lifetime moment, a, a memory, um, and that's carried me through the year really because I've been super busy writing Star Wars most of the year. Um, so you know um head down over the summer um <laughs> and and coming into the fall you know um getting kind of books written uh, and, and other projects you know that are in the pipeline and um yeah it's been it's been a good year it's a good year that's awesome <laughs> um i have to say too i feel like book people and book fans um i feel like one of the place that community can happen for them easiest and maybe just more uh i feel like the place for them is, is kind of those cons and i i've started yeah. dipping my toe in them in the past couple of years and it's so cool because i feel like book fans and especially high republic fans um we're um we're a passionate breed but we're or, you know we're different we, we're bookish people like we want to most of the time i'm not going to speak for everyone but you know there's an introverted streak in us and we just want to sit and read and you know um and socializing you know can be challenging for everyone on on their best day but i just feel like from my own personal experience at star wars celebration 2022 san diego comic-con when you're with your people um, and especially like the bookish book community, it's such a special thing. So I can only imagine what that felt like on the creator side and feeling that like love, like in person. And yeah, that's so cool. It's, it's, yeah, it absolutely is. And it's, it, you know, you realize you're part of something. It is, mm-hmm. it's a community. You know, mm-hmm. It's not an us and them thing. It's a, so we're all in it together. You know, we're, yes. we're writing for those people who, yes. who are enjoying the books. That's, um, so, you know, um, it's amazing to to be able to talk to people and, and you know for them to come up and say you know someone came up to me dressed as Solandra Show, one of one of kind of my original characters yes. from the, uh, with carrying a shield and everything. And I was just that's like, awesome. Wow, you know, wow. <laughs> yes, yes, it's, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's yes. mind blowing. Yes. Um, so yeah, that's really cool. That's really cool. Well, I also have to say, um, since you know the Eye of Darkness is out. Um, you have officially achieved, I don't know what to call it. It's not an EGOT. It's not, I don't know what the book version is, but last time we chatted, I was like, you're, you've almost, you know, touched every single mode of publication in the higher public. And I think you've achieved it now, George, because the adult novel, you had YA with Tales of Light and Life. So I'm, you had middle grade, middle grade, audio drama, audio book. I don't know what else there is. I mean, unless you want to create a new, a new form, a comics. Yep. Comics. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, and there's the YA, YA novel, obviously, that was announced at Tears, Tears of the Nameless. Yeah. Um, it's forthcoming. Um, yeah, I think you're right. I think I've I've, I've got the full bag. Congrats. That's, that's I, like I said, a, i got to get you a mind. badge. <laughs> I'm going to kick it out to the community. <laughs> there's, some awesome creator, there's some awesome creators out there who can who are very, a lot, you know, designers, so we got to get George some sort of badge. Help me think of a name. <laughs> <everyone>. <laughs> uh, that's, uh, well, yeah, thanks for pointing that out. That's, um, oh, I'm pleased with that. I'm going to ask Mike yeah. Siglain now. I'm going to like, is, is there is there some new format I can, uh, I can write? <laughs> I know, in? right? I know. Exactly. 
Give this man a raise. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I will. Well, I do want to talk about Tales of Light and Life really quick because you mentioned yeah. Solandra, um, and she kind of. I, I hope this isn't too spoilery. The book's been out for a while, but she's kind of passing the mantle to Rupert, and I really loved that. St- it was so good, and it was so. I, I saw the vision of like where Rupert's story can go, and it was this. It was a really heartwarming, and I liked Rupert before, um, but I. It was just so, it was very touching and endearing. And I, it endeared me to her even more. Oh, and that's, that, thank you. That's lovely to hear. Yeah, I um, I love those guys. I mean, you know, I obviously wrote Pathfinders for Quest for the mm-hmm. City and I wrote Pathfinders for The Nameless Terror. And um, I'd love to go back and, you know, if, if we'd had more time with Phase 2, I would have loved to have gone and explored more with those characters because I, I really feel like, Solandra had a lot to say about the Jedi and who they are and, and, and who they could be. Mm-hmm. Um, and that whole philosophy behind the shield, you know, you know, it's it's very easy to kind of go, what's a cool gimmick I can give this this character mm. that's different from everyone else? Or we'll give them a shield. And that is cool. But actually right. there's more to it than that. There's you know, yeah. it, 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 the shield has to embody something. There has to be a purpose, a reason mm-hmm. why, because you know, truth is Jedi don't need shields because they've got lightsabers which kind of serve that purpose if they need them to mm-hmm. so um it, it it had to be a symbol as much as anything else yes and um and yeah it was you know talking with the the uh, particularly with mike siglane and some of the but some of the other guys in the team as well and um like passing that shield on became like a story we wanted to tell mm-hmm. how does you know how does the how does that shield move on through the generations and carry that symbol um, and and that's kind of why I kind of thought, well, it's a great story to do, and you know, it's a coming of age story, which is perfect yes. for a wide, wide yep. audience anyway. Um, so a, a Jedi trial, um, but a trial in which you know she's not just becoming a Jedi Knight, but Rupert's being handed that to become the custodian of that shield, right? Um, because Sanja doesn't need it anymore because right. she's she, she's the, she is the shield. Um, and I think that's um, and you know we and we injected a little bit of kind of backstory that like has Solandra getting the shield from her master and mm-hmm. you kind of think well where's it going to go next that's mm-hmm. you know it's a that's a that's a cool potential for for future storytelling um, so yeah I, I I thoroughly enjoyed revisiting those characters and and, and moving them on as well in the story like moving moving out of middle grade. I mean obviously Solandra had gone and been in Battle of Jeddah but moving yes. Rupert out of middle grade and showing that coming of age mm-hmm. process showing the, showing the type of Jedi she's becoming um, so yeah so um, that's, that's one of my constant um, kind of refrains is like you know I'd love to I'd love to, to do more with those guys um, time time will tell I guess we, but, we would love oh, to have oh, more let me hear I have to say the community is basically like we cannot leave these phase two people to history <laughs> like we need them back so well, I mean, I'll, hold, I'll it, hold you to that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, you know, um, there's a purpose to phase two in the telling of phase three. You know, that's mm. like, like mm-hmm. you know, obviously the way the guys had originally set up the, the High Republic to work was, was to follow the George Lucas model of, you know, tell a story, go back, do a prequel, right. and then go back and tell the, the last part of the story. And, um, you know, there are threads... Without, you know, I'm obviously going to be very careful today not to give away spoilers for the newly mm-hmm. newly released book, because um, lots of people won't have had a chance to read it yet. Um, but there are definitely th- like threads that mm-hmm. follow through into Phase Three. That if you've read Phase Two, you'll you'll see where they've mm-hmm. come from and how the story elements are weaving in, um, and you know, and more of them to be explored. Yes, and I definitely want to talk about that. As when when we get into Eye of Darkness, um, and again being very careful to be spoiler <laughs> conscious, but yeah. uh, I will just say if you've been keeping up, um, a lot will start to pay off, and a lot of these little um, nuggets of information should be clicking in your brains, and will be very cool 
for for the readers out there. So <laughs> let's just jump in. I think we should just jump into Eye of Darkness. So it is sure. out in the world officially now today. Yes. Congratulations again, Thank you. hitting that getting that badge. <laughs> that adult novel <laughs> Raising badge. a celebratory cup of tea. There you go. I got my cup of coffee here. Congrats. How does it feel? I mean, I I feel like I ask this question um, all the time, um, or I've asked it multiple times when I've talked to you know some of the higher public authors and Star Wars authors. Like, how does it how does it feel having a new book out in the world? I mean, you've lived with it for so long, and you're probably in like you've said you've been busy writing other stories that are yet to come out. But uh, is it a marked moment for you? Do you kind of do you sit and soak that in? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it never gets old. It's you know I, I've just I've got a new Star Wars book out. <laughs> it's like it's super cool. Um, yeah. No, it never gets old. I mean, there's, um, you know, I, um, you know, you, there's some trepidation that comes with it, of course. You know, like, you know, you've done what you hope is your best work. Um, you know, you know, your editors are happy with it. You know, the the rest of the team are happy with it. You know, you're anxiously waiting to see how fans are going to respond. Um, so there's a little bit of that, um, but. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm super happy. I, I was, I was honoured to be asked to to launch Phase Three. You know, it was um, yeah. such a cool thing. And hundred um, percent, definitely. I, my background is in is originally is in writing adult novels. Um, obviously, I've written for kids and and young adults as well, um, and comic books and you know, and audio as you mentioned. But um, <laughs> this is my first High Republic adult novel in the range as well. So it's kind of feels like a, a watershed moment there as well. Yeah. Definitely. And to kick off phase three, like, like you said, that's so cool. Like the first novel in phase three of the high Republic, which it's wild to think. And I've talked about this with some of my friends that, you know, someday um, we'll look back and be like, wow, we, like you said, it's like kind of an us thing. Like we were a part of it, like the authors in the community. It's like, it's something yeah. really special that we're living in real time. And I think a lot of people are going to look back and yeah, it's a really cool, really cool thing to be a part of. Yeah, I, I wholeheartedly agree. And I think, you know, I hope these books are going to stick around and, and in the future people are going to look back at them and they're going to feel nostalgia for this time. And like, oh, you know, yeah, the the community that we had and, and, and hopefully we'll still have. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and think fondly of these characters as well and the, and the journeys they've been on. Yes, definitely. Oh, man, don't get me emotional like, already. We haven't even still... started the interview. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah no absolutely but it, I mean, that's what I mean it's like but we're, I'm only just starting phase three you know there's yeah. a lot of storytelling to come yeah yep and uh, we are chomping at the bit I will say though I am pretty excited to have um, the rollout be a little bit more staggered I know um, Mike talked about that um, I think at Star Wars Celebration when the, when the books were announced I think a lot of people were like wow this is gonna this is gonna be going for a while um, but I, yeah. I like that I like a little bit of space and allowing people to kind of catch up if 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 they want to um so i'm i'm really excited about that aspect of it yeah and um, you know and there are still people discovering phase one you know yep. every day so mm -hmm. what this does is it allows them to catch up yeah in real time you know they can go back and read those earlier books they can read phase, people who haven't had chance to read phase two can read phase two yep and then they can catch up in time for you know the, the big finale um exactly yeah Definitely. I will say too, it's, you know, that age old phrase, like don't judge a book by its cover, but I, we just have to talk about the cover of Eye of Darkness because oh, it's, it's epic. It's amazing. Yeah. Everyone freaked out when it was announced and it's stunning. Like one of the best ones, I think, in my opinion. So yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, it's, and it's, I mean, and we took a risk because we put Marky on the front, you know, yes. it's like, you know, everyone expects the Jedi there. Everyone Jedi. expects Avar and Elza, Avar and Elzar, yeah, and you know, the you know the the classic Jedi pose with the lightsaber, mm -hmm. and then we thought, let's just let's reverse that, let's 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 you know, play with everyone's expectations, and uh, you know, um, because you know this is the book where Markians won, yeah, you know? yeah, that's, that's and you can't have that title without having him on the cover. Come on, he's the eye. yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. That was that was my argument. Yeah, um, uh, um, but you know, um, everyone was on board from the off, and then and then Grant did those um, that that piece of art, and it's just he's so it's, good. Oh, everybody yeah, loves mean, Grant. Yeah, amazing. I'm so lucky to work with him over the years. On you know, we, he did all the illustrations for the um, the Mr. Fables books as well. Yes, uh, so I know, so good. Gets, he just gets it. 
I, I, I think this is in the works and it has not been um, talked about yet, but the art of the higher Republic that's already come out the, when the next volume comes out. So ready for that. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, and I, I, I didn't, I didn't make it out to New York comic Con this, this year, but I, um, I saw photographs of the Del Rey booth and they had the cover blown up yes. huge yes. on the booth. And I was like, I want a poster of this piece of art. <laughs> you know, I want that you on my and wall. Me both. You yeah. and everyone, yes. <laughs> we'll will that into existence, yes. I have like a whole High Republic wall, and so I would be glad to have that up on my wall. <laughs> yeah, yeah um, Yeah, so us High Republic fans and people who are still getting to know High Republic, and if they haven't yet, they will soon, but they're, we are very used to going through all sorts of emotions, highs, lows, everything in between, especially when it comes to the adult novels. So um, as the author of The Eye of Darkness, what can people expect when jumping into this book? Ooh, um, well, I, I, hope, I hope what people are going to get from this is the full gamut, actually, of emotions. You know, there's, I, I, I've tried to, to, to take people on a, on a, on a journey, take the characters on a journey. Um, you know, the, as, I'm, as I'm sure people are expecting, you know, most of our characters aren't in a great place at the start of this book. You know, Starlight Beacon's gone. It's been a year. It's coming up to the anniversary, so everyone's remembering what's happened. The, the storm wall's gone up. The occlusion zone has just shut off a huge portion of the galaxy. People's friends, family, loved ones, um, you know, Jedi are trapped behind enemy lines. No, no communication, no, you know, sign that they're alive or dead or or, or, or what. Um, and the Jedi are trying to figure out what to do. You know, they're they're they're, they're debating. They're you know they're facing. Um, they know that their enemy not only has he won, as he as as Markin, you know achieve what he wanted to achieve he's also got a weapon that can kill them um and that they don't know how to fight against within the, in the nameless so um they're kind of like they're at sea they're at sea mm. and um you know different voices in that um in that kind of in the in the jedi temple have um different opinions about what they should mm. be doing how they how they should be approaching it you've got um Elzar, who's very much blaming himself for what happened, um, you know, on the on the other side of the occlusion zone, you've got Avar, trapped and alone, well, alone except for one small friend, um, in KC, um, the droid, um, and also kind of blaming herself and 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 doing what she thinks she is 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 best mm-hmm. to to make amends for that. Um, you know, she's she's very much focused on the I'm I don't need to be the marshal of Starlight Beacon, I don't need to be a leader, I just need to be a Jedi and do what Jedi do. Mm. Um which is not easy on, you know, when there's Nile everywhere and, you know, patrols and you can't move freely. Um so she's having a tough tough time. But also Markion and Gira. And surprisingly, you know, Markion, he's the guy who, I say he's just he's just won. You'd think he'd be happy, you'd think he'd be celebrating, but Markion is is a guy who thrives on chaos, mm. and actually, you know, there was a there's a pivotal kind of moment in the book. But I don't think this is much of a spoiler, where he talks about um, it talks. You know, Markin's not a guy who talks about his feelings very often. There's this <laughs> moment where he he kind of just lets a little bit out, and he he says, you know, to win, I had to become my enemy, because mm. you know he's now in charge of this whole sector of space. Um, people are looking to him for leadership. They, 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 you know, they're, they're expecting him to like, he's won. He's, he's cordoned off this whole, uh, occlusion zone. And now he has to run that, you know, govern Mm. it. And he doesn't want to do that because Mm -hmm. that's not Mark and row. That's not what he's, he's not, he's not in it for that, Mm -hmm. you know? So, um, and that's the thing, that's the whole thing. It's like, you know, He's had to become like the Republic, or that's 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 what the direction is being pushed in, mm-hmm. um, and he doesn't want to be there. So he's in an interesting place as well. So it's actually it's quite a somber novel in the sense that you, you know you start and everyone's on a downer, um, <laughs> but uh, you know Bell's out there on the frontier, um, angry, angry at what's happened. Um, Burry's there because he's worried about his friend, mm-hmm. trying to keep him on the straight and narrow. 
Um, and um, yeah, the you know, the I wanted to I, I wanted it to be a character study. That's what that mm-hmm. was. That was the whole kind of approach to the to the books. Like some hopefully some big great action set pieces, lots of you know fun and um, lightsaber battles and um, you know mysteries unfolding and all of that. You know, um, but but within that, I wanted to really get under the skin of some of these characters and explore how they were feeling um, in the aftermath of all the shocking things that had happened in, at the end of phase one. Mm. Um, and and then see where that led, you know. Um, but also, you know, we work as a team and um, and there's quite a lot of kind of planning ahead and, you know, working out that trajectory with the other guys so that I can set things up for them to pick up and, and run with in the next two books. Sure. I was just going to ask that too, like... Um... Is that freeing to you, having that sense of um, structure laid out for the future novels? Or uh, I guess my question is more like being the first book in phase three, um, what was that experience like sitting down to write this kind of like first chapter, right? And doing the setup. You did say it's a character study, which I would wholeheartedly agree. I love my boy, Bell. I love Burry. There's a lot of emotional beats here, but... um, I guess, like, what was that experience like? Is that is that something that like energizes you? Is that kind of like a mind thing you got to figure out to like how how far can I really go? Because I know that I'm only telling one part of this whole story. Yeah, it's interesting because um, there's a, there's an element of discovery to writing as well. So mm-hmm. you know the, the process of of writing a any kind of um, book for a for a big franchise like Star mm. Wars is that you you outline the book first before you write mm. it, and then and you debate that outline with Lucasfilm, the editors, the story group, you know, Del Rey, and the other, and the rest of the High Republic team. Um, so you get a lot of notes, a lot of feedback, and you shape that thing. But then when you sit down and write it, other things start to happen because you realise, oh, okay, so, you know, I knew that this guy was going to be angry about this or upset about this. And, but actually, that's putting a spin on his behaviour here and it's, it's starting mm-hmm. to influence the way I'm writing the character. And, you start to move things on a little bit. So there's, you know, um, you can't, how, what am I trying to say? I suppose it's, you have to let yourself be free in that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Cav's been talking a lot recently about kind of zero drafts um, and the the concept of like, just bash it out, get the first draft down and then polish it. And, you know, and that's, that's, that's very much how he works. Um, and I did a bit more of that with this in that in the sense of like, okay, well, I'll follow where my instincts are taking me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'll talk to the guys about it because, the, you, you know, you you always know it's not done in one thing. Um, yeah. Writing a Star Wars novel, especially a book like this, which is setting everything up for the for the phase. You know, you get, it, you, you get that draft down and then you go and talk to everyone and you say, can you read this? Can you have a look at yeah. how, where this character's gone? You know, um, you know, You've obviously got to stick to the broad beats of the outline, but things sure. shift slightly and emphasis changes, and you know there's there's lots of conversations that go on with the like, the, especially with the people who are starting work on the the next book because mm-hmm. they're thinking about well, where's that character going to be when I pick them up, right? To take and where where do they need to end my story? So you start having conversations like, okay, well, I thought this guy was going this way. He's doing a bit more of this. Does that work? Does will that work with you with what you're doing? Um, and we have, you know, some really great conversations, and everyone's wants to be accommodating as much as possible. Yeah. So they'll, you know, and I, you know, we'll all do it for each other. We'll say, yeah, yeah, that's that's really cool. Keep doing that. Keep doing that, yeah. and I'll pick it up, and that allows me to massage the story this way when I get it. And then there'll be other moments where they go, that that's going to clash with what I've got here. Is there any chance we can pivot? And you go, yeah, yeah of course there is, because you know, yeah. that's that's teamwork. Hundred um, percent. So. So you you go back in and you rewrite and you rewrite and you rewrite as you start to you know consolidate everything and you've seen the general direction of travel for each of these characters from that kind of early draft and then and from the conversations and you shape it and shape it. Um, so it's great. It's actually it's a bit like having a support structure. Yeah. <laughs> with the, yeah. You know these these are the that other High Republic authors because um, we're all. All of us, and, and you know, and Mike and the editorial teams as well. But what what we we all want from it is to to tell the best story we can tell mm-hmm. um, collaboratively. Mm-hmm. 
Yes. Um, so while I wrote I Have Darkness, and I Have Darkness is my novel, it's not my story, it's our story. Mm-hmm. Um, so, there, you know, there are things in there that are very much me and, and my expression of how I write Star Wars. Um, but there are, you know, I didn't I didn't come up with all of that in isolation. You know, none of us do with any of these books. Sure. They're, they're, you know, that's, that's it's a team effort. Um, yeah. So... So yeah, so it's it's definitely not free. It's free in the sense of you know, like when you sit down to write an original novel and you just it's just you and a keyboard, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like I, I like the challenge of it, and also sometimes it really helps to know where the edges of the sandpit are. Yeah, so yes, that can that can like having a narrower lane can actually make you a bit more creative sometimes because you, you, you've got to come up with creative ways to get around the things and to still to do the things you want to do in the framework you've got. Right. I'm really glad you said that because I feel like um, there's something to be said for um, the sense of freedom you can have when you have you know, boundaries sometimes. And I, I, I'm a musician, I've done music, and I know I work in an industry that is very... Um, you know, you need to have boundaries. It needs to look, it needs to do this. Like there's a certain purpose to this creative thing. Um, but there's an, uh, there's a sense of freedom that you can have um, when you know what those boundaries are. Right. And so yeah. that's really cool that you said that. And I was getting vibes. Like, I feel like um, I'd never really thought of it like this, that the higher public is almost like a writer's room for like a, a show, right? Like there's a, yeah. there's a bunch of people in a writer's room and then one person gets the credit for, you know, the episode. Um, but and I've heard, uh, I've listened to, I know the office, uh, I've listened to the office ladies podcast and, uh, they talk about all the time that where it's like, Oh, they'll talk to writers and they say, yeah, my name's on this episode, but like this person came up with this joke and it was very collaborative. So I was getting, you know, vibes of that when you, in that answer. So yeah, that's really it, cool. It, it's very much, it, it's very much a writer's room. I mean, you know, um, and that's not to, to undermine, you know, um, sure. the, the work of individuals within that, you know, definitely, takes, definitely. it's, I guess it's a, Unlike a TV show, writing a, a full-length novel is is quite it's quite a personal journey as well because yep. you, yeah. you in that book for a long time, but yeah. um, it's definitely you know it's definitely a team effort in, uh, certainly yeah. in terms of structuring that overall story. Yeah, and having that support network is like just at your at your fingertips. Like that's that's awesome. They're great guys, all of them. <laughs> definitely. George, what do you think it is about the Roe family in particular that has readers so fascinated? Obviously, Mark Young's at the center of this story. Marta was a huge part of phase two. Um, what, do you, what do you think it is about them that just has people so enraptured? I, well, it's a good question. Um, everyone loves the story of a making of a villain, don't they? Mm. What, what is it that can, can make, send a person down that path? What is it that can turn a person into someone who's prepared to do the horrible things that Mark and Rose done? Mm. Um, you know, and 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 also, you know, villains always think that they don't they don't think they're the villain. They they they, they think they're the good guys, um, doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think the Rose family. What what I loved about um, Marder in in Phase Two is you know, and the and the path of the open hand is is you showing the quite kind of like benign origins of what with where the Nile start you know and and how um through you know someone's personal manipulation really but for personal gain um they become radicalized and mm. then by becoming radi- radicalized they start to make enemies and see enemies even where those you know people might be trying to help um and then you know you end up with the battle of Jeddah. And and you know and everything that comes after in Path of Vengeance and you know you 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 see how um, the Jedi have to act when mm. when because you know the mother has manipulated the path to such a point um, that they have to act and that in you know kind of enshrines that kind of um, that that relationship between the two factions. Um, and and the the kind of the tete a tete that all, that continues, and then over time, you know, like Markian doesn't really know all. Or he's not he's not really like think reflecting about you know the path and the journey that the path mm. have been on, and um, he just knows that he hates Jedi, you know, and <laughs> right. um, and and l- let's not tolerate the Jedi to live, you know. Um, uh, but I also think what's 
great about Markel in particular is he's 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 not kind of a villain in the sense of you know like the Sith. He's it's I mean not only is he not a Force villain, but he's um, he's the sort of villain we've not seen before in Star Wars. Mm. Mm-hmm. You've you've had generals and you know armies and you know um, fascinating characters um, like um, you know just had in Ahsoka Thrawn, mm-hmm. um, you know who's you know this strategist and and mili- great military man, and then you've had kind of Anakin Skywalker and his fall and and, and the Sith and the Inquisitors and kind of the dark side of the Force as polar opposites to the Jedi. But Markian's not a villain like that. He's he's mm-hmm. a guy who, like I mentioned earlier, he, he thrives on chaos for chaos's sake. Mm-hmm. He thinks that's that's how the galaxy should be, and you know, and and, and he should be at the heart of it. Um, you know, he's a he's a narcissist, and you know, true to the their name, he's nihilistic, um, and that's you know, it's very different. It's like I think you know, it's one of the things I was trying to address in Eye of Darkness when when we, you see him struggling with the fact that he's now in charge of this huge domain and um you know it it, it he never wanted to be that he doesn't because he doesn't think they should exist it's almost mm-hmm. like you know you know um he's well he's lost by winning um yeah and yeah. and i think that's that's a that's a, a huge kind of difference to mm-hmm. what we've seen in in mm-hmm. in villains before um, that was that was the beauty of these guys. It's like they're not something that the the that the Jedi have ever had to deal with before. They're mm-hmm. like absolute chaos, right? Um, and yeah, the goal of an anarchist isn't to like create a new government. It's to have it things exactly. be torn apart and yeah, di- yeah. It, exactly. Um, and you know, it's 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 you know, the Jedi are called the Jedi Order. You know, mm. um, order versus chaos. It's, right, it's yeah. enshrined in you know in in, in their name that you know they um, and the republic you know that it's it's all about order and structure, and Markin is the complete opposite of that, and they just don't know how to deal with him. Sure, it's not like they, it's not as simple as you know, um, we want this sector of space and we're going to leave you alone, because um, he's still he's still out there, he's still doing things, he's still sending raiding ships out of the occlusion zone, um, you know. He does something particularly horrific in the early stages of the book that I'm not going to spoil for people. Um, <laughs> and they're like, but you've already won, dude. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. you, mm-hmm. Haven't you already got everything you want? Why are you still doing this? Um, and they just don't understand. And, and I think that's fascinating. A, yes. a, an enemy who you, know, you can't predict, you can't understand. Um, you don't know what they want. Mm-hmm. That's scary. Sure. It's sure. as scary as the nameless, really. Sure. And the fact that he has the nameless at his beck and call, that, that's part of his strategy. Well, yeah, that just I mean, makes it even more terrifying, right? He's he's yeah. a true enemy and it can destroy them. Yeah. Um, for sure. It was it was a great way to launch the phase. I think everyone is going to love being uh, reunited with a lot of our favorites from phase one once again. Um in very different circumstances, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Um but excited to see where things go. Definitely excited for your YA offering coming up and um, what all is going to come from this whole initiative in the future. Yeah, I I mean, I obviously I can't give anything away, but this, some of the stories the other guys are working on are, are just, they're, they're immense. I mean, I, everyone's going to have a lot of fun and you know, a lot of heartbreak um, and, you know, a lot of hope. That's, that's, you know, as we always say, you know, like Star Wars is about hope. Yeah. Um, and, that's true of the High Republic as well. That's what, you know, that's the thing that the Jedi cling to in these dark yeah. moments. Yeah, uh, for sure. Well, I'm going to put it out into the, the galaxy now. I know not a lot of the um, comics have been announced and those kind of get announced differently than the novels, but I would love another graphic novel from you. I think the Nameless Terror, um, as more people are jumping into phase two, um, it's a lot of people's favorite thing just from wow. phase two in general. Um, and I continue to hear people um interested and stoked about it oh it's it's so good so well, thank you yeah. that's that's lovely to hear yeah i i, I mean I, i'd love to obviously you know just been announced i'm doing a, a qui-gon um graphic novel yes yes um, that is very exciting um that's and, coming um, 2024 right next year 
Yeah, I think it's um, April May time. Um, okay. I, yeah. I don't remember the specific date, but yeah, it's around that time. Um, and um, there's a, it's, it's obviously there's a few little you know I can't I can't stop myself building relationships between stories. So there's there's you know Qui Gon. Um, yeah, yeah. There's some kind of he's looking back to the Battle of Jeddah, put it that way, in places. Whoa. So okay. There's, um, there's some some links okay yeah. great i'm gonna call that an exclusive right now so <laughs> <laughs> all right um george you did this last time you were on and i asked all of my guests this question what was the last book you read what are you currently reading and what are you planning to read next okay so the the last book i read was called a sale by um ian cameron esselmont and it's a um big what i call a big fat fantasy so okay. kind of you know like a Seven to a thousand, seven hundred to a thousand okay, page yes. fantasy uh, thing, and it's it's actually book six in his series of okay. um, Mal- the Malazan Empire, um, and I adore those books. There, um, he he created a world with his friend Stephen Erickson, and Erickson wrote ten novels, again all like a thousand pages long, set mm-hmm. in this world, and then Esselman wrote six novels set in this world, and they wow, kind of okay. interrelate with each other, and this cool. was the final book, um, oh. so that was that was I've. I've thoroughly enjoyed reading that um i've just started reading a book called ghosts in the hedgerow um which is a um a book about hedgehogs um and um and you know it's a i read a lot of natural history books um okay. books about the environment and um this is you know it's quite sad it's about the decline of hedgehog numbers um what people can do to help uh, exploring why hedgehogs are declining um so you know it's it's a it's a it's a very different book to the previous book, um, and planning to read next. Um, I've got so many to choose from. I, I always tend to kind of dip back into like M. R. James over Halloween and Christmas. Okay. Um, so that's probably what I'm queuing up next. Great, that's awesome. Well, I we've talked about this in the past on the show when I met you in person, but we still got to get our tabletop uh, simulator no. game of star Wars deck building game on. So I'm going to hold you to that. We'll try We should try to do that sometime. Oh, I, I'm, I'm so up for that. I, I, I'm tomorrow. In fact, I'm going out to my friends invited me to play Shatterpoint as well. I haven't had a chance oh. to play yet. So I'm, I'm going out to tomorrow to buy the inquisitors, um, little war band. Um, oh, nice. Okay, I'm good. Kind of paint those guys up and, and we're going to try and have a game before Christmas. So, Oh, fun. That's Excited. awesome. Yeah, we talked about that too. I was like, have you started sharing? Yeah, well, I, was ex- I was looking forward to it last time we spoke, I think. Yes. I, you know, it's now out, but I've not had a chance to, to engage yes. with it. So, um, yeah. So that's 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 also next for me. All right. That'll, that'll be on our private email exchange later. <laughs> well, thank you, George, so much for joining us. It was an absolute pleasure. I hope you have a great rest of the year and excited for what's to come in the future. Thanks for, so much for having me. I always have a great time talking to George. I truly hope this is not the last time he's on the show. I know it won't be. It won't be the last time. We always have so much to talk about. (laughs) But make sure to grab your copy of The Eye of Darkness, which is out everywhere now. And please, if you need someone to talk to about it, send me a DM, send me an email. I would love to hear your thoughts and just chat about and nerd out about the book. I know even on the online space, it's kind of hard to be super open with spoilers and everything, but that's why DMs and emails are a beautiful thing. So if you need someone to chat to and freak out about the Eye of Darkness, please hit me up. I'd be happy to talk about it. I want to give a special thanks once again to my community contributors, Jay, Christy, and Connor, and to be sure to check out Quentin's Etsy shop, Q&A Props, for some absolutely stellar Star Wars items that deserve a spot in your collection. I will be back here next month with yet another Star Wars author interview, a first-time guest on the show, which I'm very excited about. So happy reading, and I will catch you guys next time. Take us out, Casey. Thank you so much for listening. For more of my content, visit my website at thisdadreads.com for full book reviews, interviews, and articles. Follow me on socials at thisdadreads on Twitter and Instagram. This Dad Reads, the podcast, is produced by Erebus Industries and me. Special thanks to my editor, Jeremy Tuttle, and Tacoma Media for the use of their song Bounce. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe on your podcast platform of choice and leave me a five-star review. It really helps. Catch you next time.